Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a great segment with Brad Codwell, who is helping businesses and leaders make money through branding and business development strategies. Glenn Lundy believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Um, I'm going to be introducing Brad Caldwell to the stage. Thank you so much, David. You're always so inspirational, just so inspirational. It's actually funny because when we were in New York City, um, I put Brad after Dominique and then I told him today that he's going after you. And he said to me like, will you ever put me after someone where the bar is just a little bit lower, just a little bit lower? And I said, no, Brad, we know you can ride to it. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, and I wish that I was there. I would have loved to meet you, Sarah and all of the other really tremendous humans that were there. But uh, November 5th and 6th, hopefully, that's week before my my uh, my next birthday. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to all hang out then. Oh, you know. You know I'm coming to Kentucky. That's happening. I can't wait. I hope everyone is. So it is so exciting for me to have the opportunity to introduce Brad Caldwell before his first segment. Um, really because I've been introducing Brad on this app since January. Um, So from the second time I heard Brad speak, I said to myself, this man has wisdom. Um, And I actually said in the room full of people in New York City, tons of marketers in there, you know, I've worked in communications for over a decade. I've worked with tons of brand strategists. And I said, I love you all. I know you're brilliant, but Brad is the best they've seen. And he really is. And he just constantly impresses me with his humility that he just listens. There's so many times on this app when he just listens, people don't know who he is. And I said, the thing about Brad is that when he does on mic and no pressure, buddy, and he does speak, there's usually someone when he's done who unmikes and goes, damn, Brad. And then it was so funny because after he just killed it, at the consortium, that's exactly what Glenn Lundy said. And um, I just, he's such a great person. He's so brilliant. And it's okay if part of like my job is that I just go around and introduce you places because I know that you will kill it. Welcome to the Breakfast of Champions stage. We love you. We're so excited to learn from you. Gosh, thank you, buddy. And and good morning, everybody. Um, I do want to thank Sarah and Glenn and I don't know how to refer to the people who have been part of Breakfast with Champions since before some of us showed up. So I'm going to call you uh, the BWC OGs. And if that's not right, um, I don't know. DM me. Um, But I also want to honor the format that you guys have created. So, yes, I'm a brand strategist. um, And that's what I do primarily professionally. Um, But today is Wealth Wednesday. And a Wealth Masterclass was just dropped on us. And I'm not wealthy. So it's like, how do you end Wealth Wednesday with someone who's not wealthy, obviously? Um, so what would I do on on a, a wrap with Breakfast with Champions uh, with, with your Wealth Wednesday mindset? And what's a good way to kind of catalyze you forward? And for me, it's I want to help you lean into what I believe is actually sits at the seat of wealth. What sits at the seat of wealth? And I think the throne that wealth sits on is value value because what will inevitably happen on on, on any format where we talk about wealth we will always lead with the dollar and then we will quickly diverge and we'll move to relationships or our time or our health or our energy 
or our mindset because wealth sits on the throne that is value. Value is the seat of wealth. So I'm, I'm here today simply because I invested in some things of great value. My company exists because I saw value in rethinking branding. And then my wife saw value in me. So she pushed me to it. And that's a hundred percent true that that beautiful woman in my profile photo, that's my wife. And she pushed me to start my own company because I said there was just, there was just a better way. And at the time I didn't know anybody doing the way that I thought it should be done. And so she said, Brad, you can do it. She gave me value and I saw value in a different way. I'm only on clubhouse because I think there's value in innovation. I think there's value in social media. I think there's value in stepping up for my clients, looking at the landscape of social media. I'm one of those people who have about 40 apps on my phone and they're all different versions of social media. Most of them are hot garbage. And I got on and I got on the clubhouse simply because I see value in protecting and catalyzing my clients. I see value in innovation. And then I know Sarah, because back in January, as she mentioned, I heard her speak and I immediately heard value. I'm one of those people who was in those marketing rooms back in January, sitting down on the floor, like so many of you are now, sitting not up at the stage, certainly not moderated, and, and you're listening and you're trying to hear if the people are being authentic, if they're giving something of measure that you can actually hold on to. And I'll be honest with you, very quickly I found out man, there's a lot of talking, but most of it's noise. And I heard a few people speak and I immediately knew when Sarah spoke and started talking about strategy and, and, and the art of communication for thought leaders to their ideal clients, for businesses, through their marketing channels, to their consumers. I was like, she's, she's smart. She's very, very smart. So very quietly, I, I just followed the room she was in. I hit the little the little bell and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the room she's in. And then Brad, you want to come up and speak? And so I spoke in a room and, and immediately she gave me my value back. And I'm up here on this stage, which is a little mystifying to me because I did meet Glenn, you know, like last week. But I'm up here right now because she saw value in me, pushed me forward, brought me into a collection of incredible friends and my friends, I do see you on this stage. Those of you who've known me since January, February, and March, and I value you. I'd go through the list, but that's pretentious, so I'm not going to do it. But um, she brought me into that incredible collection of friends and allowed me on the stage at the consortium. And when I got up to speak, there were strangers. Yes, they clapped for me, and that's wonderful. But there are also friends who said, man, Brad, here's what you did well, here's how you could do it better because they see value in investing in me. See, because the seat of wealth is really just value. And they're not, they're not putting their in investments in me because I'm already wealthy. I'm not the big ticket. I'm not well known, but value changed my life. Other people seeing it in me and me stopping everything I can stop when I see it in someone else because value is the seat of wealth. So how do we seek it out? How do we spot it? How do we save our value? We're going to dive into four really quick things. And then I'm going to give you your room back. Probably with too much time because I'm a little nervous and I'm speaking fast. You find value in the life you're living. I think so often we want to pause the life we have and try to find value in the way someone else is living their life. We immediately run 
to the way someone else is living. We want that Kardashian lifestyle, but we're living on a ramen noodle budget and we're skipping the value in our own life because we want furs and Cadillacs. But we're over here with, you know, like in my house, a, a Jeep Cherokee and far too many children. And so we, we stop living our life because we think that the highest measure of value that we will ever find is in someone else's field. And that's just not accurate. I heard Danelle Delgado say that miracles occur for those who are prepared for them. And for those of you who are of faith, Sarah dropped it a couple of days ago. I'm a former pastor. I'm sitting here looking right at Matthew 13, 40, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all he had and bought it. Where'd he find it? Where he was looking. He didn't find it in someone else's field. He didn't find it walking down the street looking for something in somebody else's yard. He wasn't coveting something his neighbor had. He wasn't looking over someone else's fence. He wasn't complaining about someone else's wealth. He was focusing on the nearness that he had looking around and said, ah, look what I found in my yard on my journey. Most of us aren't preparing ourselves for the miracles that we want in our own lives. So is the life you're walking through preparing you for the value you long for? I'm gonna do that again. Is the life you're walking through preparing you for the value that you long for? Because if the answer is no, move in a different direction. We can stay on the biblical narrative for a moment. A lot of us say repent, but we don't know what the word means. It comes from the Greek, meta noeo, meta, to change. Noeo, what you know. If you want to repent, change your mind. So if you want something that is not going to be found on the path that you're on, change your mind and go somewhere else. But if the life you're walking through right now does have the miracles you're looking for, keep going. I love my life. I don't want the pearl in someone else's field. I don't want the treasure of great value in Glenn Lundy's yard. I want my treasure. I'm preparing for my good and the life my wife and I have built for our family, the friends that we have found on our journey, not someone else's. So you find value in the life you're living, keep living your life. The second point would simply be look for excellence. If you're looking for things of great value, dig, dig, go to where the valuable things are. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, what we seek, we shall find. What we seek, we shall find. It's very simple. What are you looking for? What are you seeking out? What are you searching through? If you're dumpster diving, don't complain that you can't find pearls. Nobody throws away pearls. If the chain breaks, you'll throw the chain away and keep the pearls. So if, if you want excellence in the life that you're living, look for it. Look for it. And then if you find it, here's something that I think we often forget. Protect excellence. Protect it. We have this horrible habit. I don't know everybody on her stories. Gosh, I know like one 
45th of the people listening to this, I vaguely know some of your stories. But I do know this, in my life, whenever I have found excellence, I have worn it the hell out. I have exhausted excellence. I have burned it out. We wear excellence out. We get so excited that we spend it. What do we laugh about with our kids? Kid get $10 and then they want to spend $10, right? And we treat it like that stops when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50. The people who have spoken today who are wealthy, you know what they've learned to do? Protect the excellence they have found in the areas of financial wealth and wisdom. They protect it. They don't burn it out. It's valuable. So keep it for a long time. If you find something excellent, keep it for years, not minutes. And then lastly, if you're living the life that you want to live, go forward, look for excellence, protect the excellence you're finding. And then with joy, last point, embrace it. And with joy, embrace it. Invest in value with joy. Now, sometimes we think that joy means we're going to sing a song for everyone to hear. But that's not true. When I met my wife, it took now, admittedly, it took me a little bit longer to realize that woman was my wife than it took her to realize I was her husband. If you meet my wife, she'll bring it up occasionally. That's my bad. I'm sorry. I was praying the wrong prayers. And once it dawned on me that my wife, whose name is Grace, so once Grace became apparent that Grace was my wife, the first thing I did was silently to myself, thank God, right? Because I recognized the value I'd found in the life I'd been living. I found her. She found me. We found each other. We ran into each other. We accidentally tripped and fell over in the same spot. I don't know how it works. I'm not a love expert, but I do know that the minute I recognized the value that was in front of me, oh yeah, I'd protect it at all costs. But I also celebrated it. Sometimes we need to celebrate our excellence to ourselves. Sometimes we need to share it to those friends who we value the most. We need to, we need to send that group text we need to have that team dinner. We need to call that friend. We need to talk to our, our, our work staff, if those are your closest people. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, you celebrate it. And then if you get to the place where you're like, man, this thing's so good, so good. I have found so much joy and so much purpose and so much fulfillment in this moment and in this thing, and in this opportunity that people shout you out and they give you this stage, you turn and you simply say, the absolute only reason I have this segment today is because when I walked through my life and found something of great value, I, I excelled at holding on to it, I excelled at protecting it, and now I get to celebrate it. And that's what I've been able to do with you guys today. So I hope as you think through your Wealth Wednesday and, and how you're going to try to monetize that idea you had or start that business that you want to start, or you've got to crush that nine to five. You're, if you're on the West Coast, you're still thinking about starting your work day. I'm over here on the East Coast thinking about lunch. And 
whatever it is that you're thinking, whether you're looking to add your dollars or you've got multiplicative goals and dreams and aspirations, whatever it is that you do today, whatever it is that you find, man, I hope it has tremendous value and I hope you know to celebrate it. I don't really know everybody in the room. I'm not, most of the people who know me would know like, Brad doesn't moderate a lot of rooms. Um, so I don't know how to look for like, I'll try to look for mic flashes. Sarah, I have job, Brad. Brad, come you on. did so good. We're so proud of you. I'm over here beaming. I'm beaming. Ready to go. Thank you, friend. I appreciate you. One of my favorite messages I've heard on the app. Thank you, Brad. This is Elle Michelle. I'm done. Yo, Brad, this is Alpha Six, man. Dude, you're one of my favorite speakers. Just that quick. Just that quick. I was like, oh, I'm like Brad. Thank hey, you, man, bro. when you said protect excellence and then wear it out, ooh, that's saucy, man. I love that one. And then celebrate it, invest in value with joy. I'm over here writing, man. My pen's on fire. Appreciate you. Exactly, Alpha. This is El Michelle again. Exactly. I, I rarely speak right after a speaker like that. But, oh, my God, Brad, I just want to say thank you. I back-channeled you so much. Thank you for being a phenomenal speaker and being obedient. Yo, Brad, this is Jeff the Entrepreneur. I just came in. I tried to rush my sales appointment so I could hear whatever you said, and I didn't do it. And I have that feeling whenever he's like, wow, that was amazing. Did you see that? And I didn't, but I know it was amazing because I saw you in person, brother. And I just want to say I appreciate you. And uh, man, this Breakfast with Champions podcast, man, better have you on it. So, Brad, it's Donna. I have to, I have to jump in. I was making um, lunches for my kids. It's early here in L.A., and I kept stopping and I kept saying, mommy, what's going on? I was like, I am listening. Like I had to physically stop what I was doing and listen, Brad, you know, my love for you. You know how incredible I think you are. I'm just right behind Sarah in the fan club. I would say this, why you are so impactful over at the live event. And then again today, it's not about the length of time you're speaking. It's not about the size, right? It's not about the length. It's about the value what you just said, right? The value of what you say in short little bite-sized pieces. And that is the key to really making a, an impact. You don't have to speak for a long time. You don't have to say more than you need to say. You just need to say what really is important to say. And Brad, you are the king of that. Like your motto, I mean, you're the branding guy, but your motto should be not about the size. No, please don't make that your motto. But Brad, I love you so much. That was so good. Oh my gosh. And I find so much value in you. Thank you. I see Tamara. Yes, brother, brother. That was insane. I'm sitting over here trying to be in like all the places I want to like Donna. And it's incredible when someone catches your attention just based on the subtlety, but also like this firm strength that you have. And of course, you're dropping some biblical knowledge over here. So I'm over here fully attentive in that. I want that Bible verse to the, to the T again, if you could give it to me when I'm done giving you kudos. Um, but I want to just say how incredibly beautiful it was to witness you giving your wife honor. And I don't even know if she's in here. My husband doesn't ever hang out in Clubhouse, but I love when I get to talk about him. It was amazing to see you guys interact together and how equally yoked you are and at the same time understanding that it's not one in the limelight or the other in the limelight it's the it's the value that you guys bring to one another's lives and so I'm just I am all for honoring marriage in the way that it needs to be honored and I love how you just did that for her so I'm grateful to know you this is Tamara I'm done for now thank you Tamara it was Matthew 13 
44 and 45. Thank you, sis. Brad, you're a rock star, Brad. We're man A. Hey, Brad, it's Pitter. Good job. You're awesome. Amazing. I had the chance to you guys. Wow. You're incredible. You're awesome. Thank you for everything today. Brad, I love what you said about value sits at the seat of wealth. And to me, that means if you offer value, the money will come. Value sits at the seat of wealth. Thank you so much for that. This is Tracy. Hey, Brad Tim, thanks for that scripture as well. I'm with Tamara. Anytime you can bring, uh, you know, the man into the situation, it's the right thing. So thank you for that scripture. Poor man. Hi, All this right, is Schneidine yeah. down here in the orange jacket. Brad, this is my first time actually hearing you speak on uh, Breakfast with Champions. And I just want to say thank you so much. And I love how you highlighted your wife. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And the way that you're giving her her roses while she is alive, while she can smell them. I just really love that. And this is something that men should do more often. Appreciate your lady and show her off in public and private. And I'm looking forward to learning more from you and in strategies and business. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and God bless you. I'm Shnaideen, the Millennial Mom Money Magnet, and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Alpha Six, for having me on the stage. Thank you. All right. Um, I'm Annie by name. Good afternoon. First time I'm hearing one of my role models, like uh, Brad speaking. Thank you so much. Really inspired me, motivated me. And though, uh, thanks for Tim and Hyman giving me this um, opportunity to speak and be on stage with you guys. Brad, you're one of my inspiration um, on this app here because I hardly hear you speak. But you speaking today actually gave me hope that, yeah, there's more to life than, you know, just, you know, thinking about other things, you know, highlighting your wife and, you know, trying to like love her. Just like what Shnadine said, appreciating her privately and publicly. That's a very good thing all men or all guys should learn for. Thank you so much. God bless you. Any done speaking. Hey, Brad, it's Storm. I have to say just from what you were saying, you know, as also a person of faith, for you to be able to honor and highlight your wife, you have shown the stability of what really a relationship and really what leadership looks like. And that has made a huge impact on me as far as what you said and how you said it. When you speak, you have a very calming presence to you. And I think that's one of the reasons why we can tune in. And as Donna was saying, I actually stopped what I was doing and I needed to listen because we needed to quiet our heart and our mind in order to receive what you were saying. And it was so beautifully put. So Brad, my friend, thank you for that. And uh, always love when you speak and always love to hear you. I see Fanzo as well. Brad, this is Zane. Uh, heard you for the first time speak like that. Met you. What a pleasure to have met you last week. Amazing. And I agree. It's, um, it's the wives that make, um, uh, make, at least my wife made me, and I know that. So thanks. Amazing. Loved it. Hey, Brad, this is Fanzo. Um, you're all right. I'm just kidding. Uh, love you, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious, your your uh, I, you know everyone's giving your kudos i'd love to hear I mean, your insight your depth for you know kind of connecting what's important in life and connecting it kind of beyond the conversation when you think about your trans you know transforming from your your pastor life to branding to identifying value and even connecting it to uh your amazing wife who i might like more than you after uh we got to hang out and have sushi uh, i'm curious from your like your standpoint 
you know, how, how did, how did that like impact you in like finding your new why, but also staying grounded from your time as a pastor? I'd love to hear your thoughts. That's a great question, brother. And thank you. Um, my, uh, my wife equally loves you guys as well. Um, I would say, um, and you know, the backdrop of leaving ministry, uh, gosh, 11 and a half years ago, 12 years ago, um, was very much born out of frustration and kind of the idea that the greatest things of faith, which of course are things like, I mean, I mean obviously salvation is preeminent above everything, but um, after that, it's honor and love sacrifice. We look at the first church and we're like, man, no one considered anything their own. Everyone had everything in common. And I love that picture, but not from a government standpoint, not from some weird platitude to try to like clickbait and make people frustrated. Instead, it's the recognition that the things that I have of greatest value that I can share are obviously first, um, my wife and my kids. I mean, there's nothing in the world more important to me than those kids and then and and that wonderful woman and then after that it's very much like man i know some things i know some things so if i can help a business or an individual or an influencer or an athlete or a doctor or a teacher with something that i know then what greater opportunity would i ever have to reflect that which i believe in most Instead of getting up with three points in a poem and speaking for 25 minutes, then shutting it down and becoming a Monday morning quarterback and a Sunday morning pastor, just be the man of God Monday through Sunday and on and on again and just give it away. Just give it away. So, you know, one of the things that I caught some grief for at the consortium is that I'm the guy behind the guy behind the business. And that's that's what we've always done. Um, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that. I received you know, that, brother. Yes. You, you know what? We're going to get you on stages, my friend. We got that. I'm teaming up with you. I, I received that, brother. I do. Um, I'm a fan of You're right here right now, Griffith. Brad. Yes. I know. I know. So anyway, I think that's the trick is to, is, to, is to recognize that if faith is really what we believe it to be, there's no place it can't be rightly and righteously applied. And if it can't be applied there, then that's not the kind of faith we should be walking in. So where can't I sacrifice, love people, be genuine, give hope, joy, peace, and patience? Everywhere, man. Everywhere. Everywhere. Us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.